Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to the next episode of True Myths, One Lie, the game show in the form of a podcast all about the paranormal, conspiracy theories, aliens, all of the things that we don't fully understand. I'm your host, Anthony Manella, and today we are going to be talking about ghost stories. So the way that the game works is I'm going to tell you guys three stories, two of which are from people on the internet that they swear have really happened to them. They claim that these are real, 100% true. The third story is a fake story that either I have made up or someone on the internet has made up, and it's purely fictional. Today's first guest is the person who always steps in dog poop every time he's wearing his white Crocs, Brian McCauley. It's just something about your house. There's just always dog poop on the curb. It's not my fault. Today's next guest is the person who once confused fancy foot spray for pepper spray and then proceeded to pepper spray me, Seth Cologne. Proud of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story, by the way. He really pepper sprayed me. And my third guest is the person who spends all of his money on Pokemon cards. Yeah. My brother, Me. Christopher Manella. Hey, no. Do you really? No. I support his okay. habit. Hey, hey, I do. hey. I do, but Seth was very judgy, so I'm saying yeah, no. I'm, I'm very judgy. All of you, back off. I support <laughs> him. I can't do anything without being judged, I, Ryan. You, you have to learn. This is the total way. I got you. I support you in full. <laughs> Thank I don't. you. What's wrong with Pokemon cards? Oh, I just don't support Tove. Already regretting having Seth on the show. That is besides the point. Also, Seth wouldn't <laughs> do this unless he had tissues on hand. I show them the tissues. It's, well, you're making it sound like I insist. <laughs> <laughs> Audio listeners, he just held up tissues. I literally it's just his comfort tissues. tissues. Yeah. Guys, everyone just back off of each other, all right? Seth can hold his tissues. <laughs> Tove can buy his Pokemon cards. And Anthony Ryan can step in. I can, I can step in all the dog poop I want. And Anthony can just keep can flipping be, his hair like that. Be, Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Everyone does stupid things. So the three of you are going to work as a team. Because otherwise, one of you could just pick story one, story two, story three. And one of you would wind up getting it right. So the three of you have to come to the same conclusion on which story is the story that either me or someone on the internet has made up. The other two stories are swore to be true. You can ask me questions after the stories are over, but uh, I may or may not answer them. Story number one. There's a kid, he's about 12, 13 years old, and his parents' basement is finished. And there's three sections in the basement. One of those sections is his room. So in the basement, he can normally hear people walking above him, like stepping on the floor above him when he's in his room. But this night he heard uh, something, something a little bit different. So he's sleeping and he's woken up to the sounds of these thunderous footsteps right above his bed, almost as if someone is purposefully stomping to wake him up. So he sits up and... He's freaking out a little bit. He's like, what is that? Who would be awake at this hour? And the footsteps are storming through the house. He can hear them go to the end of the basement stairs. So there's now what he thinks something at the end of the basement stairs. His heart is racing and he's freaking out, but he doesn't hear anything for a while. He starts to realize, okay, maybe it was just one of my family members. He starts to calm down a little bit. As soon as he lets his guard down, the footsteps go trembling down the basement steps all the way up to his room. So now he hears footsteps come right into his room, but he sees nothing. And all of a sudden, he feels a pressure against his chest as if there's a hand pressing down on him. He doesn't know what to do, so he just prays. He just puts his hands together and he prays to be saved. And 
Lo and behold, the pressure on his chest eases up, and he's okay. Some time goes by. Nothing really happens. He doesn't have any more experiences like that. But this experience has been stuck in the back of his mind. So he decides to pray again, and he, he prays to God, and he asks if there is someone watching over him, some sort of guardian angel, please give him a sign. What he gets is maybe a little bit different. I'm not so sure if what he got was his guardian angel. He goes to bed that night, and he wakes up. It's about 3 a.m., and there's just a hand, a shadowy hand, right over his face, coming straight towards him. So he's swatting the hand away, and he makes no contact with anything. He doesn't feel anything. He sits up, and he sees the figure of a woman just standing at the end of his bed. After staring at her for about 15, 30 seconds out of pure shock and in silence, she just kind of disappears. He keeps waking up and he keeps seeing this woman. And every time that he wakes up, it's almost like she gets farther and farther away. It's almost like he's catching her before she gets too close. So one night, he finally has had enough of this and he gets the courage and he just stares at her and says, listen, I don't mean to be rude. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're here but you're scaring me and I need you to leave and never come back. And the woman disappears and he never sees her again. And that is the end of story number one. Fake. You guys have about a minute and a half to discuss, but... uh, I, I agree, actually. <laughs> it seems pretty fake. He just accepted that this ghost was just haunting him. How long, how much time passed? And he was just like, yeah, this ghost just comes like every now and then and haunts me. The thing is, is I want to hear the, how you tell the other stories because this one felt like certain elements. Like I have a finished basement in three parts. I, I've told you that I've seen a, a shadowy figure. Yeah, there's just certain elements to it that I'm like, I don't know. I think you wrote that one. He's like, go away. And then it went away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's very true. lame ghost. He had enough and he's like, you're scaring me. You got to leave. And the ghost is just like, I apologize. I, I'm so sorry. I will leave. Can I say this? If you didn't write that one, then the person who did should be ashamed of themselves. There's no climax. There's no anything. It's just, oh, leave and it leaves. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. If Whether I wrote these or not, these are stories based on people's real experiences. They're not writing it to have a beginning, middle, and end. Well, their experience should be more truthful. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm just truly bothered by how long he let this ghost haunt him. And like, did he tell his parents? Did he... Do and why did he keep sleeping in the basement? I think if that really happened, they would have been like Ryan said, a lot more scared. Like I would have got a priest the next day <laughs> to cleanse my house. You try he getting didn't a priest. Need a priest. He I mean, was okay. <laughs> I'll try. Let's do it right yeah. now. Let's he, see if we he get a took priest. matters into his own hands. And <laughs> literally, Ryan, Ryan like, is oh, making praying hands. Didn't for realize those you listening. didn't want me to stomp through your house. I'll go. I mean, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> He just has large feet. Like, did you she has large feet. Find Sorry, that under like wholesome ghost stories on Reddit. Like, <laughs> that's actually so funny. Okay, are we ready to hear story number two? Now I am. So there's a family: parents, older brother, younger brother. The younger brother is about six years old. He's the main character of our story. So they are on their way to their summer house. They're going to stay there for about a week. And it's a couple of hours away. The drive kind of knocks the kid out. So when they get to the summer house, it's not typically late enough for people to go to bed. But he's six years old. So he takes a nap. He is awoken in the middle of his nap by something that he feels like is kind of tugging at his leg, pulling his leg, pulling his blanket a little bit. He kind of brushes it off as a dream, goes back to sleep. Same thing happens again, and there's this time a pretty distinct hand 
on his ankle, right? So he feels this ankle. <laughs> what was so funny about ankle? He feels this ankle. He feels this ankle. <laughs> Grabbing his ankle. Anyway, so he feels a pretty distinct ankle. Oh my God, I said it again. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a good... Uh... <laughs> Why can I not get through a single story without messing up at least once? Okay. So he feels the ankle. So if he, you know what? We're going to go with it. He feels an ankle on his ankle. <laughs> so horrifying. I'm totally, I'm totally killing the whole scariness of the oh, story. This, no, no, you're making it no, scarier. No, yeah. That, that was actually scarier than anything you said. I just want to hear the story. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't start yet. I know. So, so, yeah, he does feel this ankle on his ankle. But on top of that, um, this time he finally wakes up. And when he wakes up, he actually this time is deaf. He hears nothing. It's almost as if his ears were a radio station and they got turned to a station that has nothing coming through. It's on a totally different frequency and he's hearing things from possibly another world. We don't really know, but he starts hearing these whispers. He starts hearing these creepy voices in his head and they don't last for very long. He can't make out what they're saying. They don't sound like they're in English. I'm sorry. Just just the thought of like someone hearing foreign voices and that's it. Like like a Spanish well, radio station constantly playing and that's all you hear. I can't stop hearing the Spanish radio. How do you explain that? Just the maracas coming in. Yeah, I know. Um, eventually, though, it's kind of like the, the radio station stops playing the maracas, yeah. and uh, that's scary. He he gets. <laughs> this has become the least scary story that will ever be on but the it's podcast. Your fault. It's not. It's also Seth's fault. I could not. As soon as you said that, it wasn't in English. I'm like, why specifically English? Like it's in another language. Well, our main character knows English. Okay, so you're saying it is in a different language, but it's not. It's no. It's it not. Maybe in any not language. an Earth language. Is yes, what you're it's saying. not an Earth language. So we're talking about aliens. <laughs> oh my God! You know what? He's got a point. Actually, I thought this was a ghost podcast. Are you okay. We we lost Ryan. Um, <laughs> Ryan is splitting in half as a, like a cell would right now. <laughs> he's back. He's back. Mitosis. I'm just gonna tell story three. <laughs> I've lost all hope. You guys have to figure it out without hearing the rest of the story, too. No, can you at least even... say what happened? Just, just roughly no, describe just, it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell the rest of the story now. I'm just waiting for Ryan to be alive. <laughs> to become, I'm waiting for Ryan to become a human again. He's good. My, my ab muscles are so sore. <laughs> so, obviously... The kid is only six years old. He just felt an ankle grab, grab his ankle and he heard maracas in his ears. The kid is freaking out. Can we please? So, that, that one I will detail that he's six here. years old. After all that makes it so much better. So he goes to tell his parents what just happens to him. And in between, he passes his brother's room and he looks in there and he sees his brother sitting on his bed reading a book. He walks past the second room and it's just a bathroom. He walks past the third room, and it is a playroom. These are important details. We will come back to that. So he tells his parents what just happened to him, and his parents say the stereotypical thing that every parent tells their child, 
you know, when they don't want them to be scared, it's just like, oh, you're just having a bad dream. You just, it was just a bad dream. So the kid's just like, okay. So he turns back around and he sees a light on in the playroom, which he's pretty sure there was no light on in the playroom prior, but like, okay. So he walks and he looks into the playroom and he sees his brother sitting in there and he's kind of just staring off, just off into the distance and the brother turns his head with this freaky smile on his face. It's like this half smirk and he just gestures to him. He's like, come on, come here. And the kid instantly gets this chill down his whole body and he's like, something's wrong here. He runs into his brother's actual room and his brother is still sitting there in his room and he's like, were you just in the playroom? And he asks that question, but he already knows the answer to that. And his brother goes, no. And his brother points to the six-year-old kid's leg. And there's like these like grid marks on his leg where he swears he felt the hand. There's like this weird looking burn in like the shape of a grid. And um, you know, he has theories that possibly... It was more of a glitch in the matrix than a ghost. It was maybe like a shift into, um, you know, him seeing the other version of his family in another universe, something like that. He has these bizarre theories, but at the end of the day, the best that he's able to describe it as is a ghost story. He saw an evil version of his brother and he has no idea what would have happened to him if he listened to the other version of his brother waving him into the room. What are with all these weird details? Like a grid? Like I, like he got attacked by graphing paper? Like, well, the, the people are... Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, pe- people are just being descriptive. They're just giving what happened to them. Did he go back in the playroom after? Oh, well, he turns back around and the light was off. Okay. Well, how also, how do you know that that brother's evil? <laughs> well, we don't know. These are just the details. Exactly. What, what kind of details are these? But why would there be two of his brother? Obviously, something's wrong regardless. Yeah, but the, he didn't ask to exist. So he you're was saying, just a second wait, version of his brother. So what I'm getting here is that Seth thinks that it was actually the good version of his brother. Yeah. And he should have went with him. Yeah. Does anyone have any final thoughts before I move into our next segment? I mean, it seems honestly more believable than the last one to me, just because it's like a kid. And when, when you're younger, you're more likely to just see things like that. I think it's a thing that, like, kids are more likely to experience the supernatural and stuff. And, like, I've heard that. Yeah. Is it true? I don't know. I would say yes. I would say yeah. So before we go to break, we're going to play a quick game that I like to call What's That SCP? So are you guys familiar with SCPs? Yeah, kind of. A little bit. Barely. Barely? All right. So I'm going to go over it for you and everyone at home. Um, the best way to describe it is kind of like anything that's supernatural, anything that's paranormal. It could be a creature, it could be a, a person, it could be like even an, an inanimate object with supernatural powers. It could be a staircase. There's literally an SCP about a supernatural set of staircases. They're all fake, but they're really creative and they're really, really funny and they're cool. And uh, I thought it'd be fun to give you guys the name of one of the SCPs and you guys have to tell me what you think this SCP is if you guys were the ones creating it. And then I'll tell you what the actual SCP is afterwards. Another good way to, to explain it is kind of like, think of like Slenderman. Siren Head. Fake creatures, right. but, you know, some people, I guess, believe them. They're well, not well, real. Well, the lore is, like, they, they all exist in this, like, containment. In this containment. Except yeah. for the one we're talking about today, who cannot be contained. His wow. name 
is John Cena. Seth, you just you somehow just referenced episode one without seeing it. Okay, all right. <laughs> that probably won't even go on. Today's SCP's name is Indoor Salesman. You guys have you guys have a minute and a half to tell me what you think Indoor Salesman would be if you were creating this SCP. Go. All right, well, I'm picturing, like, 50s traveling salesman. He comes to the door. Uh, he enters the house. You know, he's like, hey, can I show you a product or whatever? And he enters, and then he just never leaves. Yeah, <laughs> right? so, like, imagine that um, he has, he's trying to sell a vacuum. Yeah, but he, didn't there used to be, like, vacuum salesmen, like, door-to-door yeah. vacuum salesmen? Like, I remember as a kid someone coming to my house and trying to sell a vacuum. Really? Yeah. And I think my parents bought it. Really? <laughs> but I'm picturing, like, this guy will not leave you alone. He, he's just testing this product constantly on you, and you're like, Dude, I'm trying to read. I'm trying to sleep, and he's like, "Look, look here's some dirt." Where's I imagine, like, yeah, it's like if you say no, like, like he never leaves, but if you say yes, then he comes back with something else. Yeah. Oh, so it's it's you can't win either way. It's like a pyramid just... scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's on to something. Okay, okay, I'm in the right direction here. So I think he just keeps going and going and going until <laughs> maybe you he's... finally sell your soul to him. I was thinking that in the beginning, yeah. actually, he sells souls. Bingo! Hey. Really? The souls? Okay. Oh, yeah. That was my first thought process. I'm so, not just kidding. Kind of, so, uh, basically, it's actually way funnier than you think, though. Uh, this SCP is described as just being more annoying than anything. So, you hear a knock coming from a door inside of your house. So, you hear it from, oh, like, inside that. your closet or something. <laughs> and he won't stop knocking until you open the door. <laughs> and then when he does, he's super personable. He's so nice. Yeah, that's he's, what I was he's very pleasant. He's trying to sell you something. He will not take no for an answer. You basically have to buy his product to get him to go away. But once you agree, turns out that uh, the form of payment that he accepts is not just money. It's usually uh, sometimes it is just money, and he's trolling people just for fun. But <laughs> he's a troll. Yeah, but mostly he's just he just annoys people more than anything. And sometimes he literally does just want money, and then he goes away. But sometimes well, he needs to make a living. Yeah, other times he'll ask for your soul. And uh, if he can't get you to sell things, sometimes he murmurs things like, please, I have to make my quota. Um, and, <laughs> I can't get fired, man, please. <laughs> and, I have five uh, kids at home. I think it's a super funny SCP. It's one of the least scary ones you can imagine. I love it. I think it's great. That's about it for our mini game. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into story number three. Oh, God. We'll be right back. And we are back. So are you guys ready to hear story number three? Um, depends. After the mess that was, honestly, both stories so far were kind of a mess. It can't get, it can't get any worse. It can't get oh, worse, Ryan, right? Don't, don't say that. <laughs> Seth, it, it can't get any worse. I can't agree with you there. You're challenging him right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> story number three. So there's a guy and his boss who their relationship is a lot closer than just like a uh, boss and their coworker. Oh God. They're like, no, like they're good friends. <laughs> it's not anything weird. They're good friends. They hang out. And the boss actually said, hey, uh, me and my wife are going away for a week. So he says, do you want to watch the house for me while I'm gone? And he also adds in like, you can have some friends over. You have the house to yourself. Do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. So the dude was like, Okay, heck yeah. So the guy accepts the keys and he goes to the house. He invites some friends over and they're all sitting at the kitchen table. They're all playing some games. And they notice that the boss has some books on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen. And one book in particular just 
flies off of the top of the refrigerator. It just shoots across the room and everyone there is like, that's the most bizarre thing that we've ever seen. So they talk about it for quite a while. The hype dies down. They kind of go back to what they were doing and um, they don't think much of it. It kind of gets ignored. Day two in the house, nothing really happens. Day three, four, five, you know, little weird things happen similar to the book thing. Nothing too out of the ordinary until we get to day six where the guy goes back to the house. You know, he's doing the things he's supposed to do, like bringing in the mail and so on and so forth. And he steps inside and the house is swarmed with fleas. It's just covered. So how did you know? I did not know. (laughs) It was fleas all along. (laughs) So he does not want to stay in there. It's like disgusting in there. He does what he's got to do. And he gets out of there. Instead of inviting his friends over again and and having a good time, they don't want any part of this. So he leaves. Day seven, he goes back. He's dreading seeing the fleas. And the fleas are gone. Magically, they're gone. He's kind of confused. It's his last day there. And he's just basically cleaning up the mess that he's made over the last few days to make sure that the house is in good condition for when his boss comes home. And he's just happy that he doesn't have to tell his boss, listen, your house has fleas. So he's closing up, locking all the doors, throwing every piece of trash that he left around out, and he's shutting all the lights off, and he shuts off the last light, and he gets this instant feeling in his body, and he just feels like, I have to run. He doesn't know why, but he has this immediate feeling, I have to run. So he sprints for the front door, and he can't reach the front door. A hand actually starts choking him. Not necessarily a hand. He doesn't feel like a hand, but he just feels a a choking sensation. And it's pulling him back, and he cannot grab the door. He's trying, and he's getting frustrated. He can't open it. But the last thing he wants to do is turn around. He knows there's something behind him. The more that he fights turning around, though, the harder this thing pulls on him. So he realizes there's no point in fighting This thing wants me to turn around. So the guy turns around finally, and he sees this humanoid figure, this shadowy, like smoky looking humanoid figure. And the guy acknowledges the humanoid figure. The thing acknowledges him back, disappears and lets him go. And the guy runs out of the house. It's almost like he was giving ownership back over to the house. And he, the humanoid figure like needed the guy to know like, hey, this is my territory. And the man ran home, and that is the end of story number three. Choking sensation. That's the part you're hung up on? What a weird choice of words. Why? I don't he, know. He lassoed him. Yeah, it was just like, he, he didn't, was, wasn't choking him, he just had a choking sensation. All right, well, please discuss. All right, either way, I mean, that story was, I, I thought that story was terrifying. Yeah. I don't believe I agree. a word of it. I just imagine being in the guy's shoes, and then like, I don't know. So it was really scary. Yeah. But I, I mean, being in, in the shoes of all three, um, like, I don't imagine maybe in story form, some of these aren't as creepy. But if you were in the point of view of any of these, imagine you walking past the bathroom or something and seeing another me in there. That's not me. Imagine you waking up in the middle of the night and seeing a shadowy girl like standing at the end of your bed. I've already seen that. I'm going to give you guys just a few more minutes to go over things, and then I'm going to have you guys decide which of the three stories is the one that either me or someone on the internet has made up. Well, 
the third story, this guy's close with his boss, he said in the beginning. Correct. And there's his whole house is infested with fleas. And he's like, you know what? My boss doesn't need to know this. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, what the? What are you doing? The good news was that by day seven, the fleas were gone. Yeah, he didn't know that was going to happen. It, it literally reminds me of, I, I remember I went to my dad's house once and I was, I was doing laundry and the whole thing started flooding. And I, I'm telling him on the phone, I'm like, Dad, I don't think you understand. This whole basement is like flooded now. And he goes, oh, just put a towel down. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, it's it's bigger than that. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, okay, fine. I put a towel down and leave. <laughs> and then he calls me and he's like, why, why didn't you say it? And I said, I told you it was big. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that you followed his instruction. <laughs> and what are you supposed to do? At least, put the like, towel down. That's what I'm picturing you do. I like wish- you call and you're like, what do you want me to do, guy? There's fleas in your house. I was no part of this. I wish that that story ended with the one towel working. Okay, so before you make your final decision, I'm going to recap all three stories for you guys. Story number one, 13-year-old boy in his basement sees a shadowy figure of a woman at the foot of his bed. Story number two, six-year-old boy goes deaf and listens to Spanish music. <laughs> Learns how to play Morocco's <laughs> miraculously in one day. Um... Okay. Also, he feels an ankle. <laughs> on, on his ankle. Yeah. He rubs ankles with a- <laughs> rubs ankles with the shadowy woman. <laughs> Story number three. A guy watches over a house, his boss's house, for a couple of days and uh, gets choked on the final day and is not allowed to leave until he acknowledges that a humanoid figure exists. You guys have one minute to make your final decision starting now. I think it's either two or three. I was kind of feeling three. I think two is not. You think two is the true story? Yeah, because it sounds like one, the ramblings one of the true ones. Yeah. 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 I I can see. So I think it's between true. one and three. I don't I don't believe one. You think one is fake? No, I think it's true. I feel like story number three is like these two bros just came together and they're just like, hey, we gotta we got, we can make a little fun ghost story here, and that's what they did. They you know what's really this- scary, bro? Flee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And a choking <laughs> sensation. <laughs> I mean, uh, your, your minute is definitely and a up. On the Your minute is definitely up. Can I, I have you guys make your final decision? Can I just consult yeah. with Toph? Yes, you can. Okay. Just I like how it's uh, me. I'll, I'll plug my ears. <laughs> I, yeah, don't listen to this. Okay. Um, what are you thinking? I think the third one. That was me too. Yeah, okay. I was also thinking three. All right, we're good with that. All right, um, that. wait, That's I got this. I, I was got about this. to say, okay. um, guys, can you please make your final decision? We are locking in story number three as the fake story. No deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boys. Yeah. We've done it. We've done it. We've story won. number three Hunt. is true. It's not the fake story. Who wrote it. I'm gonna, um, I want the username now. Really? <laughs> I'm going to give you guys one more chance. Really? It doesn't count. You already lost, but you want to give it another guess? All it right. was one. I guess one then, right? No one's going to make up story number one. Like Story number one was like pretty late. Like, oh, he kept seeing this ghost, and then he prayed, and then it went away, and then he prayed again, and then it came back because he prayed. Like, I feel like- Stop praying! <laughs> yeah, just praying is like kind of just hit or miss, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you think someone made up two? It's two, and I'm going to be upset if two was right, and- we missed it. We are locking in story number two I mean, as... You don't have to lock it in. You already kind of lost. As um, the fake we're locking story. It in. Story number two, I made up. I okay. knew it. I knew it. Even uh, like the little details. I'm like, what? What? 
I'm kind of upset. I feel yeah. like th- looking back after we got the first, it's got so it wrong. Obvious, like it was kind back. of obvious. Like, two was just the least. Like, I, I legitimately thought you guys ah. were going to get it this time. I thought I made this one slightly clearer, which one I wrote. I even put my own elements of like things that have happened to me in there. Can we just take a second to talk about how horrifying story one and three would be? If you were in that position, three is less scary than one for sure. Are you getting choked? Are you kidding? You just wanted to be acknowledged. Hold on, hold on. He wasn't getting choked. It was a choking sensation. Wait, I actually just think it was kind of funny how all he had to do was he's like, he's getting choked and he he just just has to turn around and give a nice head nod to the ghost. What's up, dude? What's up? And a fist bump. Yeah, and the ghost is just like, up and, and I would feel oh. enlightened after that. I'd be like, I had a would be positive ghost experience. <laughs> I just became bros with a ghost. Exactly. Um, and then the thing with story number one is you guys were like, well, you know, maybe, why did the thing just go away? And that's because uh, the person prayed for it to, you know, for, for the guardian angel to give him a sign. So like, maybe he was just seeing his guardian angel. And then he yelled at his angel and said, you need to leave. Yeah, well, I mean, regardless, it's... <laughs> Can I have a sign of the afterlife? Hi, I'm an angel. I come from heaven. Get out. Get out of here. <laughs> out. Guys, thank you for joining me on the third episode of the podcast. I will say that this is the last time that I do an episode of this show, ghost-themed, and I look up the stories at, like, 1 a.m. Because <laughs> it was a rough night. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. For everyone at home, if you have any stories of your own, whether they're ghost stories, alien stories. Fake stories. Fake, no, seriously. If there are any fake stories, anything crazy that has happened to you, please send them to me. Leave a comment or send them to my DMs on Instagram at culture 35 I want to use your stories for future episodes. If you want me to, uh, if you'd like to share them with me, I would, I would love to hear them. I'd love to tell them. That is about it. For everybody listening, anywhere where podcasts are available. Make sure to give this podcast a rate and review and make sure to subscribe for free so you don't miss when we post new episodes. If you're watching the video version of the podcast over on our YouTube channel, then make sure to give this video a like, leave a comment letting us know what you thought, and subscribe and turn on notifications so you don't miss when we post new videos. We will see you guys again next Tuesday with a brand new episode of True Myths, One Lie, and again this Friday with a brand new comedy skit. Bye, guys.